You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. We've been dragging and dropping the hell out of iOS 11 by David Pierce. Here's a sentence I never expected to write. Drag and drop changes everything. Today, Apple releases the public beta of iOS 11, the latest version of the operating system driving the world's iPhones and iPads. These early releases are SOP and help Cupertino ensure its software is fully baked before launch. Anyone with a taste for risk and patience for bugginess can install iOS 11 now, ahead of its actual release this fall. I've been using iOS 11 on a new 10.5-inch iPad for the better part of a week. Don't expect shocking redesigns or massive overhauls. Even the completely remodeled App Store looks like Apple News and Apple Music and feels instantly familiar. For better or worse, iOS still looks like iOS. The biggest difference is now you can drag and drop. Pick up two images and photos, drag them over to the mail icon, and drop them as email attachments. You can drag a URL or a string of text from Safari into Notes. You can add 10 apps to a folder at once. I've wasted countless hours painstakingly moving that weird blue cursor to just the right boundaries, then going through the share sheet just to get a sentence of text into Evernote. With iOS 11, I just open the app over top of my browser, drag the paragraph over, and drop it. Boom! Done! Drag and drop makes iOS feel like more than a collection of apps. Developers can make anything draggable, from Photoshop layers to in-game items. I'm looking forward to saving things to Pinterest by grabbing them out of a browser and dragging emails into Todoist so I remember to actually respond. Most of the best things about iOS 11 are iPad only, or at least iPad first. Swipe up a little from the bottom of the screen, and it brings up the dock, making it easy to switch apps or drop things in new places. I have 13 apps in there, alongside the ever-changing list of my three most recent apps. 
Swipe up further and you reach the new multitasking menu with its huge app previews and redesigned and customizable control center. The Files app gives you a place to store and retrieve all your spreadsheets and pirated movies. You know, work stuff. You can now run four apps on screen simultaneously, two side-by-side with a third floating over top and a fourth running picture-in-picture video. Okay, sure, it's an illegible kaleidoscope of pixels at that point, but so what? Four apps at once. The iPad feels so much more powerful. Apple's been doing this iOS thing for a while now. There aren't many huge things left to do without fundamentally changing the operating system. I'd like some new ways to organize home screens, smarter notification management, more useful widgets, and the ability to set default apps other than Apple's. But I can't have everything I want. So beyond the iPad stuff, iOS 11 offers small but mostly delightful changes. Here are my favorites so far. The volume indicator doesn't cover the whole middle of your phone anymore. It's just a slider at the top of the display. Enable the setting in accessibility and you can type queries to Siri. The camera can automatically scan QR codes or recognize text in documents. The camera sports some neat filters, like the one that turns a live photo into a rough approximation of Instagram's boomerang, endlessly looping. Rather than show all your notifications all the time, iOS 11 reveals your most recent ones, leaving the rest hidden in a drawer underneath. Good for my sanity, that one. I haven't made anyone pay me with Apple Pay in iMessages yet, because it apparently doesn't work yet, but I will soon. Please pay me money. Customizing the Control Center is a good and wonderful thing, even if Control Center is hideous and complicated and still offers only a few controls and no access for app devs. Siri sounds almost eerily human and features a cool new icon. As always, Australian male Siri is the best Siri. Use Apple Notes and you can quickly access a note just by tapping on the lock screen with the pencil. It's really fast and really handy. Smart Invert, another accessibility feature, darkens all the backgrounds and icons and kind of gives your iPad a night mode. When you take a screenshot, iOS 11 gives you tools to mark it up, share it, and immediately delete it. I have a camera roll full of screenshots, and I'm excited to never add another. A few of the features take some getting used to, like the notification window shade, which is now the same thing as the lock screen except your phone's not locked. I don't get it either. And a lot of the potential won't be realized until developers can really dig in. Apple's ArcKit could be the biggest thing to ever happen to augmented reality, and Siri continues to slowly but surely gain functionality. Both need devs to figure out how they really work. I don't recommend installing the beta, certainly not on your primary device. It is buggy and crashy and seems to wreak havoc on battery life. But it's a beta, and betas are always like that. By the time iOS 11 arrives this fall, most of the kinks will be ironed out and it will run as smoothly as iOS always has. Except now, you can shake people down for money via text message. So, I guess it's better. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.